guys and welcome back to beyond the void horror podcast that's right welcome to episode 166 our new year's eve episode technically uh, it's that time of year you know the end of the year yes <laughs> <laughs> it's when you realize that you didn't do the shit you told yourself that you would do or you know maybe congratulate yourself on doing them like christina over here on most of them right yep <laughs> i got them all done this year I uh, didn't, uh, <laughs> but that's all right. But there's, you know, it's a whole new year of expectations. You know, you got disappointments and goals for the next 365 days. And uh, one thing's for sure, it's never too late to give yourself a fresh new beginning, a fresh new start on a fresh new year. <laughs> I end all the goals that you might set for yourself, you know, in the future and stuff like that, but. Or maybe your projects, like we're doing the podcast or my music or Twitch or whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, this could be the year for you guys, all right? So if you're listening now, this year for us, for me in particular, has been an interesting one. <laughs> uh, it's been a, a year full of challenges, a uh, year full of doubts of myself. It's been a lot of tech support. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a lot of tech support, hasn't it? It really has. And one and just one month alone. It's also been, you know, a big year of, of a lot of laughs. And of course, you know, the people who are listening to you, you guys, you wonderful motherfuckers out there uh, who, you know, help listen and share uh, with other people you know what we do with the world so if you're one of those people out there spreading the good word about btv you're our fucking hero thank you yes thank you and, and if it wasn't for people like you guys seriously i know i'm getting a little sentimental here but it's the end of the year so i'm wrapping it up by saying it we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you so thank you. We wouldn't keep doing it. No, we wouldn't have the courage or the, I don't know. Yeah, it would be kind of dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, we appreciate you guys listening, laughing, sticking around for what we love to do so much. It really makes every year the best part for me personally um, is that there is somebody that's actually listening. You know, that there's people that actually give a shit. So uh, right. what's in store for BTV next year? Um well, I know that I kind of went on break and I mentioned before I went on break that there was going to be a new segment on YouTube and I didn't exactly fall through with that, but my vacation was shit and uh, I didn't really... Tech support. Yeah, there was a lot of <laughs> stuff going on, but for the next year, you know, I do plan to have, you know, this is one of my goals is to have, you know, to do a little more 
try a little harder for this because I don't want to give up on it. So there will be more here on the podcast, more on YouTube, and even on Twitch stream, hopefully. But we do need your guys' help. So if you ever see an episode pop up or if you like what you listen to with us each week and for the whole year, go to iTunes, give us a rating and review, or wherever you listen to us, give us a rating and review and subscribe. You can subscribe on multiple things, even though you might not even use that platform. All of that shit goes a long way to help out. This way we can kind of continue to do what we love because you know sometimes we need that strength from you guys <laughs> because for me personally it's been a really hectic year for me um a little bit mentally i guess you know but putting too I, I am the hardest motherfucker on myself like and then christina has to like pick up the pieces <laughs> that, I, that I haphazardly tear apart from me on the floor <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I want to get a fresh breath of New Year air to have that mental strength and mental steam to do it. So big shout out to not only those who come here each week, by the way, but also the people who reach out to us, you know, and like write us personally right. really nice things like or just want to hang out and chat and talk like I love that, too. So I've met so many new people, so many new listeners who who really appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you for helping us out. And thank you for doing that, because it really does mean a lot to us. So. Um, but this year, guys, this year, I genuinely wish each and every single one of you the best new year. Safe one, by the way, too. Don't get fucking reckless, all right? Like your good old pal over here, Alex. <laughs> um, that's Bucko coming out. Um, <laughs> we <but> miss I, <laughs> Bucko. <laughs> yeah. I hope that in some small way, we've either made you laugh, maybe find a movie that you hadn't heard of before, something to kind of like, you know, enrich your year. So thanks again for coming by, guys. And with that said, this week for the new year, we're going to be doing and talking about New Year's Evil from 1980 for our episode 166. It's a film that's uh, been seen by many, loved by even less, and probably <laughs> laughed at more than both. <laughs> but we'll get into that later here in a bit. But first, how are you doing, Christina? Oh. Is there anything you want to say? Because I just wanted to go off on a tangent to say thanks and stuff. I know. No, you're good. I'm fine. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Good. Th and thank you, Christina, for allowing oh, me yeah, to do this. Oh, yeah. Thanks for so. having me on, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's sarcasm or what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> well, you never, like, planned on me being here, you know? No. It just kind of happened like that. Yeah. It's working and out. I think, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I have fun. I'm enjoying it. I was... My, my big concern, guys, was that we lived together and I didn't want to, like, mix podcasting with yeah like right with like with you because it would put a lot of strain and sometimes it does you know because we have to like get down to business you know? <laughs> well that could go either way <laughs> yeah, she hits me um <laughs> so but uh you don't have any other well wishes for anybody out there or happy anything? new year i cannot wait for 2020 i'm so excited yeah. it's a new Christina's going to be ringing it Decade. in, ringing in the new year in bed, sleeping. Yeah, I, well, I don't stay up till midnight, but still, I'm going to get up early in the morning, and I'm going to go do stuff probably by myself. And we're going down to, to Vegas. Yeah, the, it's gonna be that interesting. Be fun. Yeah, I'm that's gonna be a lot that. of fun. Even though we're only going to be there for like two days, but Chris we're going to do a lot. Christina's never been at a haunted mansion the museum. Zach haunted museum. <laughs> Why do you say mansion? Because of Disney? Because of Disneyland, oh, okay. yeah. Well, Zach Bagans. 
for any of you Zach Bagans fans out there who gave me a fucking stomp the muddle in my ass <laughs> for mispronouncing his name. But that's one of the really cool spots to stop at if you ever do go out to Vegas. Yeah, you guys. did. A couple years ago, you did a, a podcast on right. you going there. Zach retweeted it. Ooh. Ooh. So, and we're, we're also going to go see the Tim Burton exhibition. Oh, uh, yeah, that's there. right. Yeah, yeah and, and the Banksy exhibit. Yeah, if it's there. I don't know if it's there yet. Fuck! Don't say that. I want to see Banksy shit. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's there. (laughs) Also, guys, we are going to be doing next week our top 2019 horror movies for the whole fucking year. I've whittled it down. I'm still working on it. Like, I still have, because I want to be fair, I'm like still pounding horror movies. Every day. Every day. I've been watching, like, I think I've watched like 18 movies in the past four days. Right. Wow. A lot. Minus Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Like, I didn't get to really watch anything there because we were at your parents. Right. But but, uh, yeah. So, you guys are going to want to stick around for that. I hope, uh, you know, I do it justice. Obviously, I'll explain more about how I break it down. We'll have some picks that aren't in the top 10 that are just movies that I liked that I think are still notable and there'll be about like eight or ten or so of those as well so it's almost like a top 20 only the top 10 are going to be rated so anyway guys I think it might be that time what time is it horseshots All right, guys. Now, of course, for our horror shot theme this week, no holiday or even a decade is complete without an evil shot. (laughs) Oh, I even heard this one. I can't wait to hear what you came up with. I mean, obviously, this is dedicated to the only movie we reviewed this week because we're only doing one movie this week in preparation for the 2019 top 2019 horror movies. So, obviously, this one's dedicated to New Year's evil. Evil. Are you getting the joke yet? Because, well, if you don't know what we're fucking talking about and you haven't seen the movie, basically, a killer calls a TV show host calling himself evil. I am evil. I am evil. <laughs> I can't do the fucking noise that he makes, but and she, when she asks him who he is. So, in this shot, it's going to be some evil, evil. ingredients. <laughs> Because, I mean, all right, that's the last time, by the way. I'm sorry. Uh, Evil. <laughs> that's enough. Uh, so, in this shot, in a shaker with ice, as I like my shots cold, you don't have to, but some of these ingredients, you're going to probably want it. But un- unless it's whiskey. Whiskey, uh, I like just straight. Um, but in this shot, you're going to have one ounce of Bacardi that you're going to mix in with a mixer. One ounce of Bacardi 151. So, that's a strong shit. It's mm-hmm. like 75 proof or whatever, or 75%. Um, then you got one ounce of Kahlua liqueur uh-huh. and one half ounce of Jägermeister. So now three ounces would be three shots. There's going to be a little topper that you're going to put on top of this when you're done. No champagne? No, but you'll see what I did. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Bear with me. I'll you wait, can't I'll put wait. champagne and chocolate you together. You can put champagne in anything. Anyway... <laughs> So technically you would be able to make three shots with this minus a half ounce that I left room for stuff for the three shots. Um, so you're going to pour all the shots out after shaking up the Bacardi 151, the Kahlua liqueur and the half ounce of Jägermeister. And then when you pour this out, you'll have a little bit of room left for some seltzer water on top. Ah. 
So you can use any kind of flavor that you want. Maybe you want a little bit more of a citrusy flair. You could put that in there, too. But I honestly think just seltzer water is good. And that's to give it the bubbly, like the champagne. The champagne. Yes, okay, exactly. that makes sense. So, but then when you have these shots ready before you shoot, well, I guess I lied. You have to say, I'm evil. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But uh, yeah, that's it. So if you guys would like to do a New Year's evil shot <laughs> that I've said way too many times. Evil. Uh, all you have to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and, and potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> of New Year's Evil Right Now Right, so Christina did a lot of the work on like who was in this film and like who directed it and stuff like that. I did all the trivia and stuff. So, so I'm gonna start. Why don't you kick it off? Good, because you already talked too much. No, I'm just kidding. Wow, <laughs> wow. All right, New Year's Evil released December nineteenth, nineteen eighty. So it was for the nineteen eighty eighty one New Year's. You know what I'm saying? So it's like going into right. nineteen eighty one. And the they movie. were trying to get it out before New Year's, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So the movie is about during a New Year's Eve celebration, a Los Angeles disc jockey receives a phone call saying that when New Year's strikes on in each time zone, someone will be murdered and she will be the last one. Ooh. Spooky. Yeah. It's actually a pretty cool concept if it, you think about it. Yeah, it is. Well, we got a little bit confused, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, this movie was directed by Emmett Alston. Um, he's directed eight movies, including Demon Warp from 1988, mm. Nine Deaths of the Ninja from 1985, nice. Force of the Ninja 1988, and Little Ninjas. From 1993. <laughs> so he must really like ninjas. Yeah. Well, that was a popular thing in the 80s. So. Right, right. And that was in the 90s, though, the little ninjas. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? I remember that because that was like Vaguely. when I was a I re- did it have, kid. No, it didn't have Chris Farley in it. That was a different one. Little ninjas. I don't, oh, well. Yeah. Whatever. Different movie. Okay. This was written uh, by Emmett Alston and Leonard Neubauer, who also wrote Black Snake from 1973. And he was a TV series writer for a show called The Millionaire, which was from 1957. Hmm. And he passed away in uh, 2011. Okay. So, And actually, this film was his last film that he ever wrote for. Okay. Um, all right. This New Year's Evil stars <laughs> Ross Kelly. Please don't. Please don't do that anymore. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm try. even tired of it. I can only I'll imagine try. what they're thinking. Okay, movie stars Roz Kelly. She plays Diana Sullivan, a.k.a. Blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, she was also in Happy Days oh. for like three or four episodes. Uh, she played Pinky. I don't know why I remember that character. I don't. Um, she was also in The Owl and the Pussycat from 1970. Oh, everyone knows that one. 
And then she, <laughs> uh, she was in a TV movie called Full Moon High. It was a, a 19... I remember that. Do you? It's on Amazon Prime, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Kip Neven, who plays Richard Sullivan, who's the husband. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually passed away this past May. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he, he was mostly a TV actor. He was in All My Children, Simon and Simon. He was in a lot of 80s TV. Okay, Grant Kramer, who played Derek Sullivan, the son. Okay. Did you recognize him? Yes, but I can't remember. I couldn't place it where he was let, from. Let me tell you where he's from. He is from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ah, yeah. that's right. He's the... Mike Tobacco. Hold on, yeah. Sorry. Don't. I'm trying to like piece it together in my mind It's a, before you say it. So he is, I remember him him being Mike. He was the boyfriend, but he the was- The boyfriend. Yeah, he was, because yeah. I think he had fake blonde hair in this because his eyebrows were really brown. Yeah, they were <laughs> So yeah, I remember him, yeah. But he was also in Father's Day from 1988. Okay. Uh, Murder, She Wrote, of course. Of course, yeah. And what's funny is we were talking about watching this other day, Night of the Living Dead from 1999. Mm-hmm. He was in that. And then it also- uh, he's going to be in the return of the Killer Clouds from Outer Space, the 3D right, version yeah. that's supposed to be coming out. He's going to be in that, too. Yeah. All right. Jed Mills, who plays Ernie, he was in Casino. He was in the original Twin Peaks. And he was in two episodes of Amazing Stories. Oh, yeah. We A lot of people show. are in that, too. Yeah. Okay. The budget for this movie? Couldn't find it. Assuming it was a low-budget movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably had some money. I don't know how much, but... Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right with all the, the bands and stuff. Um, This was our first time seeing this movie, right? Yeah, was it well, your first time? I think I might have seen it before. I just don't... It's, just forgot. It's kind of forgettable. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, that. I remember parts of it, but I don't... So, I must have seen it before, mm-hmm. but I just... It just... Yeah, it just kind of went in one part of the brain and <laughs> I shit it all out. And what do you think about the movie overall? Um, what is there to say about this movie? <laughs> it's a it's an old attempt at a slasher. Well, not exactly. It is a slasher, but it's yeah. it's just the kind of that's out in the open. Right. Which is a little different than than maybe what was before it, you know what I mean? Um, it's definitely not the best movie I've seen. <laughs> clearly but it definitely gave me and you quite a few chuckles yeah it really did we were laughing pretty hard there is you know obviously punk music sort of uh for the time frame of the 80s like early Early, 79 70 80s um um by shadow and uh made in japan in this one which is a positive note i think for sure Honestly, mm-hmm. on this movie, I think that elevates it more than the movie would have ever gotten. Uh-huh. Honestly, even if you don't like the music, it's still kind of like a, a, a thing for it. Which funny story, uh, we have a local band here in town here in Arizona, uh, the Spider Hole, who's been around for like a, a long, long time. time and they're really great. They just played their final show and the bassist of the band actually told me in a post when i posted hey we're doing you know that uh new year's evil he's like we're gonna be playing that tonight and we're gonna be playing it with the original guitarist from shadow because they do you know new year's evil <laughs> <laughs> uh, song it's like a you know it's a song for the whole fucking movie really right right <clears throat> i don't know if it was made before or after and it would be really cool if we could get the guitarist to come on and talk about that uh for this episode but you know hindsight 2020 and plus i found out yesterday so um 
but yeah we hope you guys had a great show out there um i hope it was a blast sorry we couldn't make it um but yeah hope it was fucking awesome i'm sure it was so anyways the movie is essentially about a killer who kills at the stroke of midnight which christine had said in each new year uh time zone which you know conceptually to me is pretty fucking awesome but this movie is pretty bad for the most part so it definitely did it wrong <laughs> in a lot of ways it's not i mean like i'm not trying to shit on the movie it's not that bad but it's definitely an 80s film that lacks a lot instead of going for the whodunit killer trope they opt for the out in the open kind of killer you pretty much know what he looks like but you don't know how he necessarily relates to the characters in the movie until the end of the movie they have this rock dj shock rock chick who's a radio host but she's hosting a tv show on a local program i'm guessing i didn't get that i mean if they're that organized enough back in the day to be able to connect to new york colorado california and and hawaii right isn't that where it was oh yeah yeah they mentioned Hawaii. Yeah, well, they, the very end. Because we were confused. We are like, isn't there like three time zones? And then we were like, oh, yeah, Hawaii. So, but anyway, I won't <laughs> get into that yet. But she's pretty cool. Like, I thought she did a really good job in that role. Because at first, you don't really realize. And so she puts on this persona and immediately goes out there. And all the fucking kids, like, fawn over her. Because she's like, you know, this... Rock goddess. Yeah, rock goddess, like, on the radio. And, uh, you know, again, like I mentioned, you know, they have like the bands playing in the movie live kind of. I don't know if it's live like they recorded it that way because you can hear in certain parts of the film people shuffling around to different songs. And it's varied as to whether or not you may or may not like every song in here. But I think for the most part, most of it was pretty cool. In fact, actually, one of the faster songs I kind of liked, I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's def- it was something that was definitely, you know, relatable to and relevant probably more so to the 80s and feeling a little bit more current, even if they weren't the biggest bands you'd ever heard of. Right. You know what I mean? So, but this, this, the host, Blaze, she has her show and her son comes to visit and a killer and all the victims the killer dispatches in silly ways at the stroke of midnight. Um, you essentially follow the New Year's party and the killer, you know, switching back and forth. So, like, what's going on as as it's like coming as he's coming to kill her because <laughs> he's evil. evil. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's hard not to do. Um, basically, when you you finally get to the reason why it's all happening, it's an extremely pretty big eye roll you know as to why it's it's kind of very flimsy reason to go off the handle and they certainly didn't provide any kind of reasoning behind it or any kind of background to make you feel like it made sense right so i was like eh, um i don't know it it just seems a little lazy to me yeah like the storyline and everything like that it's not as great as i had hoped it would be although i will say that you know me and you were cracking up a lot at parts and often cracking jokes we pretty much talked throughout the entire movie so it's kind of one of those films like we listened a lot but we did like have bursts of like making jokes a lot lot. (laughs) (laughs) which made it a better experience so i think it calls for it in my opinion so it's a is it so bad it's good in a lot of ways i would say yes but is it a high tier so bad it's good not really it's a pretty (laughs) average one for the most part it's tolerable you know what i mean it's probably a little more played straight 
than some of the so bad it's good that I would pick. Mm-hmm. There's no real gore on offer either. Just kind of plain old fashioned kills with a little blood and a little silliness to it. You know, more of an afterthought really than it is kind of a gore film or anything like that, which is kind of a bummer. There are a couple times though that the story adds an element or two to make it kind of interesting and push it along, which I liked. And we'll talk about that later. Um, although, all in all, though, I kind of wish it had been more of a giallo rather than letting us know who the killer is and what he looked like. But on the same side of the coin, it also was kind of really funny watching him kind of like prune these people to be murdered. And there were some really funny situations in which mm-hmm. he sets these people up. And this is also a movie that borrows a lot of beats from previous better slashers than it. Oh, totally. And obviously, you know, Friday the 13th and Halloween kind of started this, you know, holiday craze. And mm-hmm. all of these people came out of the woodworks to make their own perfect holiday movie. And there's really, I think there's only like two horror movies with New Year's Eve kind of theme. Yeah. Yeah. So someone else mentioned it to me. I just can't even think of it off the top of my head now. But this one is definitely not as successful as obviously. Halloween or Friday the 13th, but they even tried to use some of the techniques in this film that those movies had. Like like you you even mentioned it with the whole fucking Friday the 13th kill, 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 ma, ma, ma. Yeah, they tried to do some sort of mimicky version of that. Instead they did (laughs) Yeah, like it made no sense. Um, But you know, it's just little things like that that you'll notice throughout watching it. It's sort of an add water to you know this holiday flavor horror movie drink that sort of tastes bland (laughs) (laughs) if it wasn't for a few things in the movie it would probably be a terrible movie overall right but it still has some laughs in it intentionally or not so i'd say i'd probably give this one a four or five average score out of 10 for the 80s kind of so bad it's good Uh uh-huh what about you (laughs) that's totally me too i i think i enjoyed it a little bit more than you Really? Which is weird. I, yeah. Well, it's it's pushing a five for me. It really is. Like, it's just average. Like, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't know what to think. You know, it's like hard right. to explain. I Part of my experience in watching the film was laughing with you. Right. So in a way, it's kind of a nice memory. So I can't hate it too much. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was a really great, it's so bad, it's good film. I actually would want to watch this at the Alamo or one of the, like a, a screening of it. I every think that year? would be fun. Yeah, I think I would want to watch this every, between Christmas and New Year's. Wow. This is a great, I don't like, think it's... stupid movie to watch, you know? Okay. To laugh at and stuff. Because, I mean, like you said, though, the, the whole storyline and the plot it was just obvious and typical, like going in. Well, it's I like, didn't. Oh, who the killer? So we you knew, knew who the killer was going to be, right? Yeah. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I knew, but then I was like, "Oh, cool, it's going to be a whodunit." And then I was like, "Oh, yeah, I guess it's not." And but I kind of figured out, you know, you you kind of assume who it is, right? It's obvious because it's always that person. <laughs> like it's always <laughs> someone close to them. Yeah, someone close to them. Always in almost every situation. Okay, but uh, and even their acting was okay. I mean, you could tell they were overacting, but they, it's almost like they were good at overacting. Well, definitely the son. Holy! Oh shit. yeah, totally. <laughs> there were some weird fucking yeah. moments in there. Oh, with that was, I forgot about that. There were. <laughs> we'll get into the spoiler <laughs> section, guys. So if you've seen the movie, you'll be uh, happy to hear about this because we we had some really good laughs. Yeah, and all that side stuff we'll talk about later. That's what really like made it fun. Uh, the but like you mentioned to the music, it just 
it didn't fit like some of the songs it was they called it like new wave rock or something is that an actual yeah genre? i don't know not really oh, i mean okay. it, i'm like it was kind of like but it was early 80s yeah, it's, it's so it, it, you know yeah from from the 70s there was a lot of different disco yes yeah, some of the songs sounded punk. like straight out of 70s like music like the slow jam they played yeah felt like straight 70s while other songs sounded like hardcore punk you right, know it almost was, well, I guess now that I'm, we're talking it out, I guess that's kind of cool to intertwine all that. Different well, those type guys of music. were around at the at the early part of it, you know, right. and you know the only ones that I can think of that were kind of transitioning over into that was also like the Dead Boys, right? So yeah, but overall, I thought it. I thought it, I gave it a six out of ten. Really? I really for did. so bad it's good. For you're so bad it's good because I really would watch this every year, huh. and I just loved her makeup and I loved her dress and I I swear to God I had a Barbie or a gem doll it had the exact same dress that she was wearing and now I want that dress. Oh yeah, the orange, the orange. Well, it's like the red. shiny. Yeah, the shiny, which they you know you don't see that anymore. Yeah, it's totally totally eighties. Well, they used to make like. Like bags and stuff out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was like, well, that was like the hot pink era, you know, right. like where it was like Bright neons and, and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you, uh, so you really think a six, huh? And you think yeah, it's like it really a really did. good, so bad it's good. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Oh. I do. I don't, I don't dislike it. Worse. I don't dislike it. I've just seen so much crazier, so bad it's good, maybe. Well, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. No, I had, I had a lot of fun watching watching it. Yeah, we had fun. It was yeah. a really good time. So. Yeah. But yeah, so on average, between you and us, if we tally it together, five. we're 5.5. 5, <laughs> yeah. So that's what we give it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so at this point, we're probably going to jump right into the spoiler section. I got some trivia on it. If you haven't watched the movie, I'd suggest you watch it up on Amazon Prime. It's, it's uh, free on the service or the subscription that you get there, um, which I always... I think is great because they have a lot of old movies that I haven't seen in forever or even thought of. So, um, but yeah, it's only in the box format. So it's not like a widescreen transfer and it's like a 480, you know, not even 480. It's like 360 or whatever. So watch it how they watched it in the 80s. Yeah. Relive the jam. The joy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into our spoilers now. Uh, some of the trivia on this is pretty interesting. It's uh, obviously one of the very many several holiday themed horror films that follow the success of Halloween 1978 in 1980. There was just a slew of them, which is pretty well known. Um, they even had some moments in the film where they were showing other horror movies. Do you remember that when they were at the drive-in? Oh, and they were playing Blood Feast. Feast. Blood Feast. Yes. Yeah. No, I got some trivia on this that I that I was because I was thinking this when I was watching it because I remember saying I was like, oh, they're doing Blood Feast by Herschel Gordon Lewis, right? Uh-huh. And, and then I was like, wait, this isn't it because it looked kind of silly. It's actually they said it was Blood Feast, but a lot of people assumed it was the 1963 Gordon um, Herschel Gordon Lewis one. Uh-huh. But it's not. It's the movie is actually that they're showing is called The Red Queen Kills Seven Times from 1972, which is also known as La Dama Rosa Uscide Siete 
Volte. It was also distributed under the name Blood Feast as well. Oh, one of those. Right, which was, <laughs> you know, it, some people got confused about that. So. Right. Anyway, I thought it was interesting because I, yeah. I was having a little conflict. I was like, I don't remember that being in that movie. <laughs> Anybody else have that box set out there of Herschel Gordon Lewis that was like $250? Jesus. I've seen it for less now, but I kind of want Do you want to sell it to us for... Yeah. You $20. Wanna... I'll give you $20. Fuck that. If you guys want to donate it, we'll watch every <laughs> single one of those movies and do a review on it, split between the YouTube and uh, everything. So. Um, director Emmett Alston, supposedly a lot of people say he's got like a Hitch Hitchcock-style cameo in the film as the uh, bearded camera operator in one of the scenes. And I do oh, remember okay. I do remember a moment in that because I was thinking about like what it was like to set up that production to like do a live event because I kept thinking about that. I'm like back in the 80s. Uh-huh. Like how fucking crazy that must have been. And I'm like, this is a radio host. You know, like how the fuck is this happening? How funny because I remember them showing a bearded guy with the camera and I was like Right. I was Where like, he, he was on the left and the camera yeah. was facing to the right. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, is that guy too old to be like out this way? I seriously was thinking that. Wow, how and how it was disrespectful. The <laughs> Another little tiny note here uh, is we have during the first call made by the killer, it's mentioned that the voice modulation makes him sound like the Phantom, which this is a reference to the titular character from Phantom of the Paradise from 1974. Ah. So, which makes sense, but I haven't seen that in fucking forever. It's a trip. I've never even heard of it. It's one of those acid, trippy, fucking crazy 70s movies. I'm thinking of the... the oh, no, I was thinking of the shadow with... <laughs> they remade Baldwin. this. Anyway. I, no, I, I've seen it. It's just been a while. Also, for this movie, got two more pieces of trivia here. At one point, a psychiatrist says that the killer is mutilating the beasts of his victims. Or the beasts. <laughs> you can't keep that in. <laughs> the breasts. Where, I know. Where are the beasts? I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm afraid <laughs> of. I'm afraid of breasts, so I call them beasts. <laughs> Let me try that again. At one point, a psychiatrist says that the killer is mutilating the breasts of his victims. However, when the bodies of the murderer victims are found, there are literally no victims with injuries to their chest at all. And I noticed that, too. I was like, wait, I remember he's mutilating cuts. their breasts. I think they were just trying to add that to kind of make it sound. Oh, yeah, because the psychiatrist was saying that, oh, the killer must have mommy issues. Right. Yeah. And I remember him saying it. And I'm like, I don't remember them mutilating yeah. breasts. But, you know, it's just one of those little things, you yeah. know. Also, Gene Siskel gave the film zero out of four stars, calling it a hideously ugly motion picture. Whoa, he gave it zero? Yeah, which I, wow. I, I've lost respect for him now, even in his <laughs> passing. Because I don't believe in people giving zeros. Right. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. Give it a fucking Jesus. a tenth of a star, but you don't give it a zero. Oh, the, this is probably, though, no, this is at the beginning or mid-career, so he was probably trying to, you know. Well, it just probably wasn't for him. But he's 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 rated movies that were really good, bad. Right. You know, every review is different. Does, yeah. yeah. Like, especially because when a movie comes out at a particular time, 
you know, if it's if there's other movies going on around the time, you right. may not be in the mood for that kind of flavor. And then you watch it again later, like The Watchmen. I watched that when it first came out in the theater, was not a fan. That's because we had gotten, I think, like The Dark Knight. And it was like this kind of vibe about it that it was like really interesting. And this was like a little different. And now when I watch The Watchmen, I really like it. And I uh-huh. like the director's cut, which is like three and a oh, half the, hours yeah, long. Yeah, the director's cut is good. So, um... Yeah, just things change. Yeah, so. exactly. And even even Cisco, I'm pretty sure, had changed his opinion about some movies later on. Oh yeah. So because he wrote several books, right? Afterwards too. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's basically it. That's all we have for the that's trivia. It? Yeah, I mean, there was other stuff, but I just didn't think it was that it's relevant. Not that interesting. So. so, what parts did you like? Um. Well, first, let's just kind of set up the scenario. Maybe. Okay. Well, these are some of our scenes that we want to talk about, or just like that we that. For me, I wrote a lot down because there was just a lot of scenes that yeah. just made me crack Oddball up. Oddball scenes. In the very beginning, I remember th- saying to you, there was like, like they start the movie off with a bunch of punk kids driving around in a convertible, screaming and drinking and making no sense, just like, just getting wild, you know, like in the 80s. Okay. And I was like, well, they would get pulled over immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's your old man to come out. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like, I mean, I, I remember being young and doing some crazy shit, you know. But, but they were in Los Angeles, Oh, too, oh so in know? Los Angeles, you can fit six people on the back of a convertible? Oh, yeah. Okay. No problem. Well, my bad. Going around I, screaming, spitting on people. Guess I've never heard of Los shooting Angeles. Up, shooting up the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, obviously, when he makes the phone call and calls himself, you could call me. <laughs> like, that shit was like, okay. At least it's not as bad as, like, the duck guy who's like, hello, how you doing? I can't remember what movie it was, but they fucking, oh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. That's not what it is. I, I'm getting confused between the New York Ripper with Lucio Falsi. That's the duck one, I remember. But the other one that i was thinking of which is just silly is the student bodies uh i think it's student bodies where he talks like a there's like an annoying voice in one of those i'm pretty sure it's called student bodies uh-huh uh which i haven't got i have it on uh, dvd but i don't think we've ever reviewed it is it good should it's, we it's a comedy it's like a spoof on on slashers oh okay so it's pretty funny um uh the first scene that i that really got me though and then i'll i'll pass it on to you well, actually, do you do you want to talk about the nurse scene? Cause, the nurse scene? Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Where she's like, it? it's like the, the nurse porno drinking scene that it sounded like. Oh, yeah. This guy. So there's this nurse and she's working in the say, asylum, yeah. right? It's New Year's Eve. And this guy just comes walking in with his lab coat on like, okay, I'm ready to work. And she's like. Who are you? What the are you killer, doing by here? The way. Yeah, this is this is the killer. She's like, "Who are you? What are you doing here?" And oh, I'm just here for extra help for the holiday. And she's like, "Oh, well, let me show you back into that picture." Blah, 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 blah. So they go back into a room. They flirt with each other a lot. Yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> and oh, it's like, oh. well, he's like, he pulls out. He's like, first he's like, "Hey, I can show you around." He's like, "Hey, do you know where we can drink this for New Year's Eve?" This champagne bottle, and she's like, "Uh, yeah." Let me show you the way, you know, <laughs> and they go back in the room and he's all trying to make out with her and shit. And she's like, wow, you move really fast. Does it matter? <laughs> yeah. Does it really matter? And she's like, nope, not this time of year. 
you know, or something like that. And then he starts killing her. But he puts on the fucking, the thing that I always, that made me laugh is they're kind of cutting back and forth to the, the host party where they're having the kids play, uh-huh. dancing to the, 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 the music. And just out of the blue, they play this really slow jam song that sounds totally 70s porno. And uh, the kids are like slow yeah, slam dancing. Yeah. And you can weird. hear like the whole time I'm watching this as they're kind of like shuffling into each other i kept thinking about the guys who make the sound for like sound effects and shit <laughs> back in the day and i was like oh those poor sound folly guys you know trying to do all their coconuts and you know, <laughs> their coconuts that was really weird i don't understand why they needed to do footsteps and stomping over a band pl- playing in a, a concert hall like it was weird. <laughs> that is, that they make out he stabs I her. guess not. Yeah, and, the, and the thing is, is he's recording all of these kills. So he's like the modern he, technology. He's recording it on a cassette tape. Yeah. A cassette tape player. Because I remember when he pushed, he pushed two buttons down right. and I was like, Alex, is he recording it on his cassette? Isn't that how you record? You push the two buttons down? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. Um, meanwhile, upstairs, the host's son is like eating his mom's underwear (laughs) and cutting holes in him and shit well it's technically it's actually her stockings yeah but at at first i'm like is he eating her underwear in her fucking green room right now like it i was like this movie's getting weird um he, he he puts it on his head and like pierces his ear yeah, that what, was weird. Like, while it's on his head? Yeah. Like, he's losing his mind? I'm like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> right now? And we already know what the fuck, who the killer is, so why the fuck are they trying to make it seem like he's the killer? Like, yeah, I was sad. like, what is, this seems really out of place. Like, what what is going on? But they did show him taking, like, three pills, but... I don't know what it was. I thought it was like yeah. him trying to commit suicide at first. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. It wasn't like he wasn't getting high. It didn't. No, he was getting high off of that, whatever it was. I don't know. It Unless he just had a really bad headache. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was only three pills. Like He's not committing suicide because there would be a handful. And if it was like, you know, I don't know. It was know. weird. Yeah. That was another weird moment. Do you um do you remember this the second kill the girl <laughs> with the two girls? Yeah, the two girls. Where he he goes well first of all so the killer before he goes into this bar he puts on a mustache like he glues it to his face it was so funny it was the fakest mustache ever <laughs> and his little disco suit <gasps> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little hat. <laughs> And then what he goes, he goes into the bar and he starts hitting on this blonde chick. Who's famous, which is the one I me- I remembered seeing her before. Right. I didn't look her up either. Cause yeah. She, her role in this was just so small. But I loved her makeup. She did the whole 80s, the blue eyeshadow and the red lipstick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I saying that. Yeah, th- this one was probably my favorite because, like, he convinces this girl to go to see Eric Estrada's, like, Christmas or New Year's Eve party. And, like, he's going to, which Eric Estrada is from Chips. Right. And it was, like, big in this time. And, uh, she, she gets wooed by him and then. 
She's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And then he's waiting outside for her and she shows up with her friend. He's like, oh, this is Sarah. And he was like, wow, I thought you were coming alone. And he was like, well, I couldn't go with a complete stranger without anybody. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, no problem. You're welcome to come. And then he's like, fuck. In his head, he's probably like, God damn it, I gotta kill two of them. Stupid fucking bitch. <laughs> Ruining everything. I got 10 minutes till the ball drops. <laughs> you know, like he's all fucking angry. Um, So they like, he's like, one of the girls says, can we make a pit stop? And then he gives the friend a hundred dollar bill to go inside and buy the, the the most expensive goddamn bottle of champagne you've ever seen. Which, it, I think it only cost like five dollars, so it was like champagne <laughs> Yeah, it's not like he's at the fucking, like, fucking five-star fucking grocery store or liquor store getting the best bottle of champagne. <laughs> Like, I can't even imagine it being more than $20, right. but he hands her 100 so she gets all excited Ooh. and gets the fuck out of there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he suffocates the other girl. He's like, oh, hey, you want to get lit? You know, like, I got this bag of fucking Cambodian weed or some shit. <laughs> Cambodian. And then he fucking puts it over her head. <laughs> oh, yes. He was like, hey, why don't you take a smell of this? And then, yeah, he just shoves her head in the back. Dude, I was like... That was pretty good. You got that was it. funny. That was like death by marijuana because <laughs> you can see the marijuana in the bag. Yeah, she's Wallace, dying. yeah, that was that was good. See, kids, you shouldn't smoke the pot. This is this is exactly what happens to you when you smoke the pot. <laughs> One puff of the pot and you will be suffocated by a man with a fake mustache and shitty agendas on New Year's Eve. <laughs> Just forewarning. It's that and simple. Smoke it, and die. And it, Smoke and die. Oh, poor Marie. <laughs> Scared the dog. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what were you going to say? I'm he sorry. didn't even know Eric Estrada. Yeah, what a dick. They died for nothing. Well, if he did, his friends are shit. You know what I mean? Right. Chips or no chips. The chips are down. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm making too many really oh. bad jokes. <laughs> oh, this movie That wouldn't even make sense. Jokes. Yeah, well, that's true. We, we were just pumping him out while we were watching this. But anyway, he kills her other friend, and then- when she comes out, the car is not in the place it was, and she, she sees her friend's dress. She's holding the bottle of champagne, and she sees it hanging out of the dumpster, oh, and she no. opens it up, and he's like, hi, gotcha, or some, I don't know what the fuck he <laughs> and said. And then he, like, dragged her in the dumpster. But it was a cool, like, it was a cool, like, shot yeah, it was. of him, and he lights the lighter next to his face, which they use on the front of the cover, mm -hmm. but it's not a lighter in his hand, it's a knife in the hand on the cover, so... I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to point, you know, point it out. Of course, he calls Blaze to let her know that he, you know, killed everybody. I'm evil. I'm evil. Yeah, I'm covered for you. <laughs> um, I like that on his way to the third time zone kill that he gets chased by bikers. I'd like that too. That was a, that was like one of those things where it just right, kind of like because you're like, damn it, he's not going to make it in time to kill somebody. Yeah, you know, it's almost fucking, it's almost midnight in Los Angeles. He's got to get there in time. <laughs> um, and you're like cheering for the bikers, like not for. He, I was like, oh my god, this guy's going to kill all these bikers because you know no, he's, just he's a scary psycho. As shit, right? No, no, because he went back and. They followed him, and then he set him up, and he ran him over. And yeah, he wasn't paying attention, and he slammed into him and, like, fucking knocked him over, and then they go chasing him off to the fucking drive-in. Drive yeah, which is funny as shit, because there's this scene where this college kid is literally sitting in the back with, I don't know if it's college or high school, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but he's sitting in the back with a cheerleader. It's a football guy or something sitting in the back. And he's literally just rubbing this girl's tit for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Well, having a conversation, I immediately turned to Christina. I'm like, that's got to be a really interesting job interview, you know, like for acting, like when you get cast into that. Like, can you rub a tit? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I can. Who's tit, though? And he's like, don't worry, we got you covered. <laughs> but like, it just cracked me up, dude. I was like, what the fuck? The killer gets in the car and drives away with the breast girl after stealing, you know, the guy he... That was rubbing her breast, uh-huh. uh, and she escapes. She escapes the car, and I'm like, Christina, she's going back to her home. She's going back to her home, and she runs off into the bleachers of a high school. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. You know what pissed me off about that part? They're, she's like screaming, and they're like driving when she was like in the car. Still, she could have gotten out of that car like ten times. Right. Like he was not driving that fast. It's like, bitch. Open the door, bitch. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Ugh. I thought it was pretty funny. And then, of course, cop comes and saves her. But uh, Of course. Goddamn cops. Do you want to talk about the reveal of who the killer is? So after this kill, he runs to the... Oh, he, he has to... I, I like this part. So he had to get into the building because they surrounded the building with cops where uh, the concert and everything was going on for New Year's. And he had to sneak. So all of a sudden... He he changes out of his mustache. No, no, no. It was uh, it wasn't a disco. mustache. It was a preacher. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He changed out of his mustache disco uniform into like a preacher's outfit. That was before the bikers. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. But he changed out of his his preacher outfit to get into a police outfit. Is what you're saying? No, he was going to get go into the building, and he was trying to use his his outfit and the priest to get into the building, but they weren't having it. So he he got a cop. To come over and then he hit the cop and changed into the cop outfit. Right, which that cop was a little bit more portly than him. Yeah. And a little bit shorter, too. That (laughs) uniform wouldn't have fit him anyway. (laughs) Um, But you find out that it's the husband. That's what I was saying about the reveal. Oh, okay. The killer is the husband. Obviously. Of the host, Blaze. Obviously. Which, oh my God. He's really handy, by the way, in a lot of different fields of study, including elevators. Which uh, uh-huh. he, he figures out how to mess with and and basically fuck with the elevator with her and a cop in it. Which, when he confesses to her about why he's evil, evil, yeah, it's she's just like <clears throat> he's like she's you're just like every other woman and the ladies are not nice people. They are manipulative, immoral, and just very bad people. <laughs> <laughs> This is, was the worst this is, like I was cracking up like yeah of all the things of all the stereotypes to choose from that's what he says like it's just really Mr. Rogers you know neighborhood right. killer you know I'm like okay uh, but he he apparently isn't too happy about his allowance that she provides to him because she's the successful one and essentially he's upset that she's successful and he's not so he's like you castrated me <laughs> and, and he's like and then he's like listening to her chest he's like shh I can hear your heart beating I don't like that <laughs> that was funny <laughs> That's so bad. Like, what? (laughs) I don't like that. So really, this is just a get back film for all those, you know, successful women out there who made him feel like less of a man. (laughs) 
<laughs> like kind of like the people who get unhinged at like seeing certain movies or anything changing whatsoever. They're like, you killed Star Wars. <laughs> you, you killed Christmas. You killed Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Even though everybody still says Merry Christmas, right. you know, but I, it's like, <laughs> I want my balls back. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems very loosey goosey fucking reason why you would just right. murder your wife and get your son in on the kill. Well, I mean, he was a patient at that asylum. The he, he was? Co- yeah, the cops said, like, they found his car at the thing, and they said, oh, and also, he was a patient at whatever that asylum was called. Oh. Where they found the ner- murdered nurse. Oh. So he was just crazy. Okay. And he was didn't like women, and then he was just crazy, so that doesn't help. <laughs> I don't know. Something it just it just seemed dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it just seemed dumb. Like anything, like if she cheated on him would have been better than in any of that stuff that he goes over because it didn't even make sense. Right. The ending didn't make sense because all I remember is he jumped off a building because the cops were coming mm. for him. So he jumped off the building. But then I'm like, well, then what the fuck happened with? Well, you're skipping over this- some things. First oh, of all. I? Oh, I'm sorry. The killer takes Blaze's husband, by the way. Uh, takes Blaze, the the host, and then somehow figures out a way to chain her underneath of the fucking elevator. Oh, we didn't discuss the elevator scene. I'm sorry. Yeah, so he goes and she tries to drop her and try to crush her for some reason instead of just killing her. He just, I don't know. But it doesn't work, and he gets chased up to the roof by some cops, and he puts on a mask and babbles some nonsense about sharks or something, and then jumps. Yeah, that was weird, too. But before he jumps to his death, his lines are from William Shakespeare's Hamlet, by the way. I found that out. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because, you know, however the fuck, I don't know what it, what point it was, but, you know, it's a part of Hamlet. He did mention something about Hamlet before, didn't he? I don't remember... I just remember the picture of the nun, and pre- which that didn't make any sense. None of that made sense, yeah. I don't know. I, there was a reason for it. I don't know what the in-depth reason was. I don't have the Blu-ray, so maybe there's somebody that talks about it in there. But it was funny watching his fake body fall off the roof. Yeah, that was fun. But it was a very anticlimactic smack on the ground. So did they ever say what happened to the sun? Or well, the sun sees remember. him on the ground after he jumps. <gasps> oh, okay. And then takes his mask as alluding to oh, yeah. that he's going to carry out the final time zone for his father uh-huh because he was unhinged, unhinged. and on drugs <laughs> and, um, and also probably to try to like leave a leave a little bit of a gap for because like she gets put she yeah for a sequel but she gets put in the back of an ambulance his mom and then he's the oh, driver okay. of the ambulance the, the son. So he's oh, going to finish he's his dad's her. work. Yeah, yeah, he's got to kill her. Right. Oh, okay. And it, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of stupid. That's so dumb. Well, would there be a sequel? Like, if you've killed everybody that wronged you, or do you find a new reason well, to may- kill people? Okay, so just hear me out. So maybe they should do not a reboot, but you know how they do, like, the, the, uh, the Sundown, what's that Sundown movie? The, in Texarkana? The, the, oh, what the town that dreaded sundown? Yeah, the town that. Remember when they kind of redid it, but they, but it was the oh. the town that dreaded New Year's. They went, <laughs> yeah, like they did this movie. This movie's really popular for for New Year's Day, and someone no. tries to copy. No, the, 
I think this, I, 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 but it I, would be way more entertaining no, and no. gory. It needs to be gory. It would definitely not be original at that point because there's already been a movie that oh, did that. Yeah, that's true. God damn it, Alex, you ruined all my ideas. I'm just saying, like, you can't just, like, add water, although this movie, you know. Well, you... Yeah. <laughs> it kind of took something from Halloween, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, see? <laughs> it could totally pull something off. What if it was, like... It was like about the director and like how he was pissed off. It never took off like Halloween or Friday the 13th uh-huh. and it deserved it. So he goes out and kills people for New Year's Eve. Yes, it did. <laughs> Revenge's film. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, he's already dead, though, I, I guess. Didn't he pass Wait, away? No, it was an act. Did the director pass away? No, the away? director hasn't passed away yet. So we need to the get into the The writer passed away, and then a, one of the actors has passed we, away. We definitely need to get you guys in on this. So You should email him. Yeah, you hit me up him. if you guys need a writer or a, con- <laughs> a concept guy that'll sit down with an actual writer. <laughs> 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 I got great concepts, maybe. At least Christina thinks sometimes. <laughs> anyway. We help each other. Yeah. I just got it out of you is all. I just had a... It was fun, though. We had a good time watching this movie, and I think people should check it out. You know, it's mostly a film for like hardcore horror fans, I think. Yeah. Because it's you have to be in that tolerable mind state. You know, it's not for the casual viewer, although you might find a you know, a few people that get into it that way. But I think for the most part, this is like kind of the tropey mess that that horror fans look for when they're looking for 80s movies in a way. Oh, totally. They can they can tolerate it and enjoy it. Whereas casual viewers who would dip into the 80s go like, well, this is garbage. Where's Twilight? (laughs) (laughs) Twilight? I don't know. That's so old now. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, you know, that's what I think of. Like the the (laughs) weirdest, like, you know. Yeah. Why is this not like Twilight? That would just so sound so fucking crazy, you know. Uh, would you say this is better than Twilight, Christina? <laughs> no. Wait, the first one, yes. The first one, where the first I, Twilight, where he yes. sparkles like a disco ball. <laughs> Look at it, or he glistens. Yeah, glistens like, in the sun. But it'd be better if he burned. He should have had like a disco suit for that scene, you know, like I glitter, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um. Guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We hope that you have an amazingly safe New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and even better, uh, New Year. So we'll see you in the new year, guys. And don't forget, we're going to be here next week for the top 2019 horror. So we're going to have our top 10 plus several movies that you can check out. You'll see if I match up to your picks for this year. Everybody's different, of course, but we'll get into that next week. So don't forget to tune in next week. And as always, guys, Long with the Void. Tune